go talk to Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find on YouTube. He had a lot of heated opinions, like I did, about the end of that Lions game on Saturday night. What I can't get over, Rizzy, as we're sitting here now on a Wednesday, four days later, is that the NFL just come out and say the officials made a mistake and move on. They're trying to cover it up. They're doing stupid kid videos, trying to explain how to report eligible. For the NFL being how big they are, when it comes to drama or PR, they can be so mediocre at times. Oh, huge. It's, uh, first off, thanks for having me in, and Happy New Year. Uh, it's, it's frustrating to me that, that Brad Allen just doesn't admit that he screwed up, uh, but it's doubly frustrating that the NFL is supporting him and defending him and, and protecting him with the shield. They don't need to do that. There's no reason to do that. Everybody with a brain can see that he screwed up. Uh, it, it's not that hard. And by the way, the video that they made, uh, if anything, proved that he messed up because it showed very clearly that Dan Skipper ran into the field earlier and with his signal was signaling for a substitution, not reporting in. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me that they keep confusing that and, and just won't admit that they made a mistake. It, it's very frustrating. And they're not going to do it. It's, it's unfortunate, but... You know, that, 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 that's where they are. Uh, they're going to stand by their man for, for better or for worse, and it's certainly for worse. And you have to look at what happened then the next day. You get Philly loses at home. There's something going on with Philly right now, and I think it might be Matt Patricia as defensive coordinator. Uh, you didn't hear that first anywhere. But they lose to Arizona, and if the Lions would have won that game, it would have created meaning in this Vikings game the regular season finale uh, this weekend in Detroit. And I thought originally why they went for two, three times was that Dan Campbell was going to use this as a rest week to get ready for the playoffs. But then I'm reading your story, and I share it for the Lions Wire, that the starters are going to play. So uh, the messaging from Campbell, what was the reason three times in a row? I agreed with two. But the last one, I would have kicked it for OT. But now you're going to play your starters. Is that for a quarter? Is that a half? Keep them sharp? Uh, what's your view on this? Yeah, so it, it, it seems like they're going to play for at least the first half, at least most starters. Now, there were some people that were out today, Taylor Decker being one of them. It wouldn't shock me if he doesn't play. And if he doesn't play the full game, I don't expect Jared Goff to play the full game because you cannot have Goff go down. That, that, that's your playoffs right there. Uh, you know they're 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 working on it, but it's uh, I, as far as like the end of that game and the strategy. After the first one, I would have kicked it because I would have leaned on my deep. My defense was playing great; they were fantastic in that game. They really were. My offense wasn't all that good, but you know what? You're right there. You got a shot at it. Um, I I would have I would have kicked the extra point after the first penalty. Uh, and, and lean on my defense to go win it or lose it. Um, that way, at least you're playing for it. Um, I, but I, I don't fault him for going for it. You know, I, I got that. that that's, that's low on my list of gripes about that game, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah I do expect the, the starters to play. Now, what's interesting is, um, in terms of Matthew Stafford and the Rams, he's not going to play. Aaron Donald's not going to play. Pretty much everybody you've heard of on the Rams isn't going to play this week. So they are basically acknowledging that they're going to lose to the 49ers, which means that if the Packers beat the Bears, 
I think we'll be coming to Detroit uh, in a week, and that seems somewhat likely. I don't know. The Bears are actually playing pretty good lately, but it, um, for, for all of us who get excited about you know the idea of, of Goff facing McVay and his old team and Stafford coming to Detroit and facing his old team, it's looking a whole lot less likely now than it did uh, about 12 hours ago. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both of them on Facebook and Twitter, online. Also, Jeff is a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. I don't know. Do we want Green Bay? I mean, look what Green Bay did to Detroit on Thanksgiving. Ruined my turkey. Every Now when I look at turkey and stuffing, I throw up. They're not a great matchup right now, that's for sure. Well, any team that can throw the ball over the top is going to be an issue because that's the number one problem that the Lions have right now is covering deep outside the numbers uh, where where the safeties just don't have that room, especially if they're coming out of of a single high look, and and they have been running a lot of that. You know, the pressure has been a lot better lately. Uh, In fact, the Lions are in the top ten in both pressure rate and sack rate over the last month. Uh, that's 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 some of that credit deserves goes to Aaron Glenn for realizing that his guys can't cover, and instead of like having them stand out there and try to cover, they're blitzing and it's working. Uh, but uh, teams that, that can quarterbacks that can withstand that and get that ball out deep and connect, uh, they're going to be a problem. And uh, Jordan Love, you know, we you you and I personally have given him a lot of grief. He's playing pretty good football right now, and that's a little unfortunate for the Lions. But uh, as I said, I said it when I when I hosted on Exodus and Bros, and I will say it again: the team that they're going to play needs to worry about the Lions a whole lot more than the Lions need to worry about them. This is the division champ; they're the three seed. They're playing very good football. They're they're right there. They can beat anybody anywhere, and I'm not sure that the teams that are coming in here can say that. Jeff Risden can say a lot. Lions wire draft. Follow both on Facebook and Twitter. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, James Houston, I practicing this week. I don't think they're going to risk anything against Minnesota and have him ready for whether it's the Rams or Packers. First playoff game. Yeah, he will be back for that. He's not going to play this week. Dan Campbell's already said that. One good thing that came out of today's practice was that C.J. Gardner-Johnson was a full go in practice today. Mm. You're going to see him get activated this week. You're going to see Aleem McNeil, uh, assuming good. everything goes well through his next practices, he will also be on the field this week. Probably not a lot, but just to get his feet wet and get back into the lineup. Uh, and that's that's going to go a long way towards showing up the, the interior of the, the defense, you know. The run defense remains great, um, borderline elite. But uh, McNeil is a guy who can come in and give you a little bit of a pass rush on the inside. And all pass rushes welcome in, in Detroit right now, especially with the, the opponents that they're going to have to face in the postseason. Yeah, with McNeil coming back and freed up uh, Wave and Bugs, uh, but Bugs was bugging me. He was kind of cryptic every time he would hit the social networks. Uh, I won't use weird, but uh, the run of Bugs. He's, the run of uh, bugs. The run of bugs in Detroit wasn't perfection. No, he's not cut from the cloth. When you when you hear Dan and Brad talk about that about being cut from the same cloth, he's not from that cloth. He's not from the same seamstress. He's a different kind of guy. This is a guy. One of the reasons why Pittsburgh got rid of him was because he was a little flighty. Uh, having watched him in practice and seen how teammates react to him. That, that's consistent. Um, it, it sucks for him. I, I'm glad that he left on good, good enough terms where he's still, you know, like being positive because he did not do that in Pittsburgh. But yeah, he's he's gone. He went unclaimed on waivers. 
he is now technically eligible to rejoin the Lions if they want to, but I don't think he wants to, and I don't think they want him back either, which, you know, that, that, that's the way it goes. Not, not everything is always as straightforward as just how they play on the football field. That's also true with Bruce Irvin, by the way, who was let go today, and uh, don't expect him back either. Nothing hostile, nothing malicious, nothing bad. He just didn't fit with the team all that much. And uh, with James Houston coming back, they didn't really need him either. So uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of uproar about those guys leaving. Um, it, it's nothing nefarious. It's nothing bad. It's just they, they think they have better fits. I might disagree that they have better fits than Bruce Irvin as a pass rusher, but uh, they, they're on the team for a reason. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'll tell you what, and it would be cool to have James and his edge speed uh, back on D, but getting CJ back in that secondary, and I can see why they want to play him and get him game reps against the Vikings who will be throwing the ball around. His return could be huge for a playoff run. Absolutely. And one of the things that it allows them to do is it lets them play with the idea that if he to Malifan, who can play some linebacker and get a lot more speed on the field for teams that are going to throw the ball to the running back out of the backfield or teams that, that don't run all that hard, uh, the, the, it gives them a chance to really get a lot of athleticism on the field and upgrade their coverage, but also... Malifanu has shown he can blitz. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one of the best blitzers out there. Uh, Brian Branch, very good blitzer. They can mix and match those guys all around the lineup. That's that's going to be something to watch. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. So if it's half for the starters against the Vikings, is it going to be a quarter for Bridgewater? Will Hooker see any action? What's your vibe on the quarterback rotation in the regular season finale against the Vikings? So I, I was actually having a text exchange with a with an offensive coach this morning, and he did not bite on that at all. So I don't know what they would do on that. I would think that it would be Teddy, uh, just because it's going to be his last game. It's against the team that brought him up. Look, Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys. He is Mr. Congeniality. Like, if there was a beauty contest, he'd be the winner of that. Everybody loves that guy, no matter where he's been. And I think it would be really cool if he got a few snaps against his old team. Having said that, I want to see Hooker. I want to see what that guy can do. Uh, I liked him a lot in the draft process. Uh, He's a guy I would have been happy if they took him at 18, uh, even with the injury. So I'm very anxious to see if we can get him into the lineup, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. We'll, we'll see, though. Um, and it also depends on how the game goes. You know, if Nick Mullins comes out and throws four interceptions again, um, and he is the starter for the Vikings, you know, they, they might be able to, to put both of them in at some point. They, you know, I don't. I don't know if I feel. I don't know if I feel like that. They have playoff vitality, believe it or not. Right. They have to have a whole lot of things happen. I don't think those things are going to happen at all. But uh, it, it could go south quickly on them, and they could realize that you know what, we're, we're probably just going to want to end our season here. And yeah. uh, you know, the Lions can can play off that and, and get back up some some reps. That would that would be a that would be the best outcome that you could possibly hope for if you're Detroit. Yeah, and I, this Teddy Bridgewater, the good swan song, it's not like he's been a lion for 10 years. I, I, To be honest with you, I'd rather see Hooker play the second half than Teddy Bridgewater. I'd give Bridgewater a, a, a couple series. They don't owe him anything. I know he came to Detroit and he was insurance, but it's not like he's a, you know going to have an emotional Miggy Cabrera-like uh, send-off. <laughs> I'd rather see Hooker cause, and give people a glimpse of the future 
and just let the guy get some uh, a game, you know, a half a game, a quarter in, so when he gets to training camp next year, he's set to become the number two QB, right? You know, I, I'm perfectly with you on that. The only thing that I will say is that Jared Goff has not exactly handled competitions or even perceived threats, real or not, do his job very well in the past. That's one of the reasons why he's here. Uh, you don't want to upset that apple cart. Look, I really don't think that Jared Goff would, would have any issue with it. But you just don't know that because uh, this is a guy who got scared to death that Sean Wolford was taking his job in Los Angeles. And it negatively impacted his play big time enough that Wolford actually did take his job. Uh, that's that's something that you cannot just you can't ignore that. Do I think that would happen? Absolutely not. I don't, but I can't say that it won't. And uh, I wonder if the Lions would be sensitive to that too about about putting Hooker in for even anything more than kneel downs. Um, just my thought on it. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying this: if you got a coddle golf, all right, a guy that they're talking that could make like fifty million, and you got to coddle him. There's no reason for him to be on your team. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. I'm with you, Bill. I'm you got to get coddled off. I'm with you 100% on that. Oh, you're going to play hooker? Oh, I'm, hear that I'm worried you're going to play hooker. That, that you're offending me. I'm not. If, if I have to coddle somebody, I was paying 50. That's why I couldn't coach. I'd last. I, I, I tried with my kids one time. Three-on-three three soccer lasted one game. I wanted to fight the other coach in the lot. I just I can't take any. I, I just can't do it. I, I never could coach any level, anywhere. I'm sorry. I'll talk about sports all day. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, also co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to on YouTube. Good stuff. Uh, Jeff, we'll talk next week and look ahead to their playoff opponent in the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. That's going to be great. By the way, we have Dean Blandino from the NFL officiating uh, office. He will be on the Detroit Lions podcast live tonight at 8 o'clock. Check it out on YouTube. Now, your producer, Brad Allen, said he didn't check in, so Blandino is not eligible to be on the podcast tonight. <laughs> It'll be fun. Dean's a good dude. We, All right. we yeah, Detroit we Lions podcast. With him. He, will, he will shoot it straight. So okay, Detroit Lions podcast. Look for that, Jeff. we got to get to a network, T.O. We'll talk to you.